Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here <clears throat> for another show here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. As you know, Tuesday is when we normally do the show from the pulpit to the couch, where you receive biblical teachings from someone in ministry, as well as get to speak with myself, Jeanette Abney a licensed American family therapist. Now, I see i got people or individuals already coming on, which is great because y'all know I don't like talking to myself. I'm trying to log on to Facebook Live, and sometimes that kind of drives me crazy when I'm trying to do all of this at the same time. So I want to thank you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So let me log on my first Caller, just calling in. Hi, this is Jeanette. How are you doing? Number ending in one four. Hello. Hi, Jeanette. Hi, Jeanette. This is Kaisha. How are you doing? You know I call. You know I don't call you Kaisha. You know I call you Nunu. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? And that's so Everyone else doesn't know. <laughs> I know, I know. And you know what? It is crazy because the other day I had um, Prudy on the line with me. And when Prudy was on the phone with me, <laughs> I always called Prudy. And I know Prudy was like, you can't really, you will call me Prudy. You know, but that's all I know. So, hey, it's what it is. I'm trying to do this We're family. We're family. Yeah, I'm trying to go on live on Facebook. And me and this social media thing and trying to, do this stuff be just driving me crazy. It's like, really, Jeanette? I'm all on, on Messenger. I'm all over the place of where I probably do not need to be but cannot figure out how to go live on Facebook on my iPad unless I'm on. Now, see, it's you're getting on my nerves. Okay, so let me start with the topic. You know what? I'm just going to do it on my phone and just call it a day, which I, that's what I did the last time. I started off on my phone, and then I went from my phone to putting it on to my my iPad once I start figuring this mess out. Okay, so let me go on live on. Bro, you know what? It, it is what it is. See, this is the part of aging <laughs> when you get older. You know, you can you, you can't blame it on nobody but yourself because you just don't know how to do these things. But you know what? When you just try, you do your best to try to figure it out, and I'm gonna figure it yeah. out. I am really gonna figure it out. Okay, so yes, again, um, we're online. I'm on live on my phone, even though I couldn't get it on my iPad, but that's all good. So today's topic has to do with disappointment. Now, disappointment is a tricky emotion, and it's a tricky emotion because some view it as something being very negative, a negative emotion, when one feels that one's outcome doesn't match up to one's expectation. And you know, Nunu, I find that to be interesting because a lot of times we talk about emotions and complex emotions. Many individuals struggle with expressing themselves and expressing their emotions because we feel like we shouldn't feel a certain way. You know, especially when we start talking about... 
Mm-hmm. What, what do you mean by you can relate to that? Tell me, tell me your insight in regard to that. Well, no, I mean I can relate by not understanding um, that whole emotion thing, um, trying to balance it all and and just not sure on how to balance it. I'm not sure on how to receive it and to release it. I guess mm-hmm. that's what I mean by I struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, a lot of Pretty times that's a lot to do, Nunu, with we were told we weren't supposed to feel a certain way. You know, if we mm-hmm. felt, I remember one time I was crying, and my mother said, what you crying for? Shut up, I give you something to cry about. I'm like, hell, if I'm already crying, <laughs> why are you going to give me something to cry about? That don't make no sense. <laughs> that shit not make no sense to me. You know, you're going to give me something to cry about when I'm already crying. You know, so a lot of times parents didn't know any better, and we didn't know how to teach even our children what was appropriate, yeah. what was not appropriate when it came to expressing our feelings. And um, right. and that's where some, some of that kind of started. You know, I tell individuals that's what I like about the emojis, because when you look at the emojis, <laughs> the emojis kind of give you an idea of, you know, what you're feeling and putting a face with mm-hmm. a feeling because we didn't know. Now, yeah. when we talk about anger, and anger is a secondary emotion to a primary issue, meaning when individuals are upset about something, a lot of times we don't realize that part of our anger is because of an underlying issue, which can be part of being disappointed in regards to our mm-hmm. expectations. It's kind of one of those things that, if you do something for somebody and you turn around and you ask them for a favor and they tell you no, I had to learn that people got the right to say no, but I used to get mad. Mm-hmm. I used to, how yeah. did they tell me no? How did, you know, mm-hmm. but the bottom line is everybody don't think like you. Everybody don't do things the way you would normally do things. So when individuals will tell you no, knowing that they have the right to say no, why should we get upset because they said no? What's your thought on that, Nina? Well, you know what? I, as you were talking, I was thinking about <laughs> my husband and how we um, are so different. We um, have some things in common, yes. But our differences seem to outweigh what we have in more so than what we have in common. And um, you talk about that anger piece and how, um, you know, me, I try to revert to, okay, what does the Bible say about this? Mm-hmm. The Bible says be angry, but sin not. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, I get angry, but um, I don't attack or I don't scream and yell, and I'm, I'm just a little, I'm, I'm very quiet when I'm mm-hmm. hurting or when I'm angry. I just mm-hmm. want to be alone and just be in my emotions until I pray myself out of it or something like that. But... Mm-hmm. um you know, I just feel like um, 
I struggle sometimes um, because my husband and I, we just disagree about so much. Now more than ever before. And um, I I just have to keep praying. (laughs) Well, this is the thing, though, Nunu. Prayer without work. You can pray about oh, it. Oh, you said it. You said it. <laughs> but you still got to you do the work. You said it. Now, you, you talking to a woman that's in marriage so okay? And so the <laughs> thing is, I'm a marriage family therapist. So when we talk about praying and being equally yoked, and sometimes we got to realize that people are human and people are not perfect. So when we start talking about becoming disappointed, now I just went through that same thing with a fence. I'm trying to get some work done. I need some work done on my house. I need a fence done. My neighbors. And sometimes I got to realize that a crisis for me is not a crisis for everybody else. Even though I may be other people's go-to person, sometimes I feel like when I need something done, I ain't got nobody that got my back. I got to, like my daughter would say, figure it out. And I learned that when you're in a relationship with someone, you have to learn how to communicate, compromise, and have compassion. And sometimes that's a challenge. Now, I hear you talking about with your husband and, you know, the things. One of the things that I learned is people's character. I may not always agree with some things that people do, but if their character is so that this is causing a problem or if I let them know that this right here that you're doing is not working for me and they still choose, mm-hmm. choose to do it, then that means that they don't, they don't respect how I feel about certain things. Yeah. And now it's time for me to just, you know, i got to leave this alone. I got to go and go my way because, but you don't want to, it's okay to not like a person's behavior, but be like, you Mm -hmm. know what, I love you, but I don't like you right now. Or even to be able to tell someone that what's going on is not adding up to my expectations. But you got to let a person know what you expect. Otherwise, people are not mind readers. And they may not understand why you feel the way you feel. I'm sorry. I'm listening. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> you know, in my relationship, um, my husband, it's its really, <laughs> I'm really going to put it out there. Um, I, no shame in my game. I, I don't care. I met my husband 12 years ago. And um, when I met my husband, um we well he lied to me and told me he was a certain age my husband and I are 13 years apart mm-hmm. oh your call just dropped okay Nunu I need you to call back because I got something for you on this one I'm going to tell you like I have an old friend that I view as a mother And I'll never forget when I told her about my last husband. And I said, Miss Park, because she asked me about him. I said, Miss Park, you know what? He lied to me. 
This woman looked at me and said, baby, is this the first time he lied to you? I had to think about it. I said, this sucker been lying to me since we were 14 years old. And I called him. <laughs> and when I called him, I said, you know what? You've been lying to me. Now, really, I was disappointed. I was very disappointed because I always felt he had no reason to lie to me. So I was disappointed. Mm-hmm. When I told him, you've been lying to me since we were 14 years old, he said, I had to do what I had to do to get you. I was pissed off. <laughs> I was like, this motherfucker right here. But the thing <laughs> when he knew he did not line up with my expectations, it scared him. And sometimes people will tell one lie after another lie after another lie because they'll lie to get you, but they don't know how to keep you. You know, and that kind of takes me back to I want to read something that I wrote and when I said that disappointment is an unavoidable part of life. We're going to get disappointed. People are human Mm -hmm. and will at some point disappoint you no matter what role they play in your life. And many of us Mm -hmm. have even been not disappointed by someone of, because we trusted them, sometimes the disappointment comes from our parents. Well, we may have been disappointed in some of the things that they've done, some of the things that they've said, that we became disappointed. And it can be even more challenging when one becomes disappointed in oneself. Because sometimes we'll do things like, I knew I knew better than that. What the hell I do that for? So now Mm -hmm. such is not always easy to deal with, and it can cause a setback in either our emotions and also it can affect our behavior and it can impact one's relationship. Now, it was indicated that the root cause of the disappointment is expectations and thoughts. I expected that you told me, your age. You're talking about age. When I met my boyfriend at 14, he lied to me and told me he was older. He said he was 15. And I later learned he <laughs> said, I didn't want you to be older than me. I was only older than him by less than a month. But the sucker lied about his age. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute, I had one lie to me and tell me he ain't never been married, didn't have no kids. And I thought that that sucker was a bigamist. He had been married for 12 years to another woman, and I didn't even know. So, you know, and it, it goes back to what my mother used to say, what did you expect? I expected people to be honest because I'm honest. Yes. And that yes. still bothers me today. But the thing is, and that lead, or led me to trust God with the outcome. So I don't put yes. my faith in man and I don't put my faith in people. Amen. Girl, Nunu, when they lie to me, I laugh. I'll never forget because, like I said, I'm a therapist, and I also own an outpatient drug and alcohol facility. And I was Mm -hmm. working with a person today, and the woman was young. She was 20-some years old, you know, very entitled. Parents had bought her a, um, a nice car. She had already had maybe two DUIs. So she had just tore up a Lexus, a brand-new Lexus, and her parents told her, if you stay sober for 90 days, we'll buy your BMW. Now, who don't want a BMW? I'll never forget, mm. I asked a lady one time, I said, 
When was the last time you had a drink? Nunu, that girl looked me dead in my face and said, I haven't had a drink since I've been in your program. I started laughing at her. She said, why are you laughing at <laughs> I said, because you're lying to me. She looked mm. at me, Nunu, and said, what was I supposed to say? <laughs> <laughs>
the disappointment in the dishonesty i mean in his dishonesty i he will you know it's just oh it's just a little it's nothing i'm just joking around you know that kind of thing and then it's like okay you're telling me one thing and then i'm under the impression of another thing you know it's just it just really um it hurts and it's um from day one it's like, why did I continue this? I know better. I uh-huh. but I was I I I did I married my husband for all the wrong reasons. Yes, you know, yes, you I know married that. my husband because I did not want to continue to fornicate. That's why mm-hmm. I married my husband. I wasn't mm-hmm. in love with my husband. I just mm-hmm. didn't want to keep fornicating. And mm-hmm. so, um my husband from day one he um, painted himself out to be this man of the faith because that's what I was looking for. That's what I wanted. You know, our first date was in Bible study. So it's like, okay, okay, I think I can do this. You know, and it was he was financially helping me out. And um, then he started helping me out with taking my kids to school while I go to work. So I had help for the first time with my kids. So he stepped in right away and filled that void. Uh But he had his flaws at the same time. Uh Um, And so it's like the little lies became big lies. And Uh then... It's like um, instead of him just apologizing, you know, his pride doesn't allow him to always apologize and just come clean. And so um, that's what I struggle with now, coming clean. Mm -hmm. But you know what, Nunu, you're honest with yourself because I remember I had my grandson came and told me, I don't know if he overheard me talking or what, but this little sucker is six years old. He had the nerve to come tell me, Granny, you married people for the wrong reason. What the hell? You <laughs> <kid>? <laughs> <laughs> the mouth of a babe. Girl, <laughs> that little kid threw that up in my face. You know, but the thing is, and getting to that is, you know, I knew better. I knew better. And... I hear what you're saying. I remember my my last husband told me he knew we, we was going to get married. We knew, you know, people thought that that was going to be my husband and all this other stuff. So I was trying to make something wrong right. I was trying to, mm-hmm. like, at least it's the least I can do. But I didn't realize the depths of it. I really didn't. And my auntie said something to me the other day. And my auntie said, so you really mean to tell me you wasn't really divorced, you a widow? I was like, uh, but what happened was. <laughs> but I remember, <laughs> I remember he did the same thing. And he pretended to be a man of God, and he was Muslim, he's doing all this other stuff. And one time he asked me, he said, do you not want me for another man? I said, yeah, you're right. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, he said, but you better not let me catch you with him. I said, you're going to kill Jesus. You know, <laughs> you're going to kill Jesus. So, but the thing was, 
he thought that I was the best thing. Like he told me, you're the best thing that ever happened to me. You And so when he felt he lost that, he felt he didn't have nothing else to live for. But I couldn't carry mm-hmm. his burdens. I couldn't. I had to release yeah. myself of it. And because I was so disappointed, I was so mad because he didn't mm-hmm. have to do that. That was not necessary because we could have yes. stayed friends, we'll be friends, and all of that. Now, I want to read something, and this is coming from Site Central, and it says, Dealing with Disappointment. And it says, individuals who are disappointed are at a greater risk of physical and emotional difficulties or both. Such individuals appear to have greater frequency of headache, gastrointestinal difficulties, moist palms, overperspiration than those low, scoring low on the scale. For some, being very disappointed for prolonged periods of time can lead to chronic stress problem. Now, disappointment results from the thoughts and expectations being out of line with reality, meaning what you thought is not what you got. Your expectations mm-hmm. of for others may be too high for the situation at hand. And sometimes that's not even the case because some people don't even give you a chance. Now, even if you mm-hmm. think your expectations are appropriate and realistic, they may not be realistic at all. One solution is to change your expectation to a more realistic view. Now, you it's like the old saying go, you's a married now. You're married. <laughs> and when you marry someone, you want to go in for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health. You want to do all of that. But when you're looking at that person and that person is not willing to grow with you or that person is stuck, and their habits mm-hmm. and their behaviors, that's not healthy. It's so no, not healthy. And then other people are looking at you like, well, maybe you should do this, or maybe you. No, I shouldn't have to dummy down. I shouldn't have to lose yeah. sight of who I am. I shouldn't have to live a certain way just to be married. That's not fair. So when we start mm-hmm. talking about this, now some disappointments are actually predictable and preventable. See, other people may have saw in your husband what you just ignored at the time. Because you didn't think it was yeah. going to be a big deal. Because like you said, you didn't want to live in sin. Like they say, it's better, it's better to marry than to burn. But by that same token, mm-hmm. some people are more careful with who they're sleeping with, too. And I learned mm-hmm. that the hard And it is yeah. important to differentiate between the two so that you can respond appropriately, meaning was this predicted or could it been avoided? You've always been a sweet young lady, Nunu. Always been a sweet young lady. I try. You're a giver. And as you being a giver, it's easy for a giver to wind up with a taker and not even realize it. Now, mm-hmm. when you start talking about, you know, you don't want to blame a person for what they do. But sometimes we have a bad habit of enabling people or becoming codependent. Or like you said, sometimes we just don't say anything. See, I'm like that Mm -hmm. now. I'm not, 
you know, if if I don't like something or like somebody's behavior, and I know I ain't got to deal with a whole lot of stuff, my daughter said uh-huh. I get to the point now I just get quiet and I try to ease away or I just, and that's not cool either because I know people get disappointed in me too. But by that same token, you should be able to talk about it. Now, I don't know if you've had conversations with your husband using I statements, telling him this is how I feel, not a you statement, not this is how you make me feel, because it's okay to feel what you feel, but it's not okay to blame a person for the way that you feel. I have to learn that. I recently learned that, too, because, you know, I would say that before, you make me feel this way, you make me feel that way, and then I had to realize, you know what, don't blame him. Just tell him how you feel. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like my husband, when we got married, actually, because I told him, let's just wait, let's just wait. And then um, he put me on the spot at church. He proposed to me in front of the whole congregation. And I was just like, wow, really? <laughs> you really are going to do this. And the church is like, yeah, say yeah, everything. And I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> so I said, yeah. And um, I'm sorry. like my auntie. No, no. My auntie was dating her husband. Happy birthday, Derek. She said she was dating him for like 15 years, but he was not ready. She was like, he ain't ready. He ain't ready. He ain't ready. So she wasn't going to let nobody talk her into doing something that she knew he wasn't ready. Sometimes we're so busy mm-hmm. to jump into things thinking that people are going to change. Yeah. They don't always change for the best. That part right there, you know, um, talking about the expectation, you know, um, I just wanted a God-fearing man. I just wanted a man that wanted to just go to church, work, stay home with me, watch the game, enjoy life. That I, I'm not too um, hard to please. All I want is um, to have someone to have my back, fellowship with me, go to church, enjoy our kids, do family stuff. I don't need um, a man with a lot of money. I don't need you to buy me diamonds and pearls. I just want you to put God first. And that was another thing. Years gone by, you know, church was not as important to him as it was to me. It it was always important to me. And then um, he started to accuse me of, um, you know, why well no not accuse me but he would say um why do you have to spend so much time you know mm-hmm. doing church things and i mm-hmm. that's just it makes me feel good that's where my peace is that's where my heart is and so um that became and then he stopped coming to church and then things started to just kind of go we ended up separating and um four about 4 years ago we separated, and uh, we separated for about a year, and oh. then we um, we came back together. But um, it's um, I just talking to him, um, you know, 
we I, I tell him I want to talk, but he gets on the defense. And then once he gets on the defense, because he does, he feels like I'm attacking him. Not that I'm yelling at him, because he says, you don't attack me by yelling, you attack me by accusing. Uh-huh. And I said, well, how am I accusing when I'm just asking a question? And he said, no, it's where it's coming from. It's, it's not the deliverance, it's where you're hiding it, where it's coming from. But there's something you don't, you see me as a negative, and he, that's his first line of defense. You always think I'm doing something wrong. You always think I'm doing something bad unto you or something like that. But um, that goes that's back to where, the next one. It says shifting your expectations. I remember when my husband left. People thought that I put my husband out. I didn't put him out. He left. Kissed me on the forehead, left. But his expectations were because his mother loved so deep to when his father left, his mother begged, yawned, wanted that man. My thing is if you go, you go. I'm I'm good. He told me he was hurt by me and he was disappointed in me because his expectations of me was to beg him to come back. I remember when my daddy left my mama and my mother was sitting there listening to Midnight Train of Georgia. Girl, I couldn't stand. Glad it's not in that song after that. So that's what I'm not going to do. <laughs> Girl, it was six months. That man still didn't hear from me. Then when I had to call him, he said, I left because I had no choice. He said, I was not going to let you make me an acquisition. He felt that he was more of a liability than an asset because he was disappointed mm. himself. What I was looking for was companion, a ride or die. I mm. got your back, yeah. you got mine. We can do this. We can. My thing was this. Like I said, I'm not a money person. But here you've been gone mm. all these years. You come back, you marry a woman, and between the two of y'all, you guys got three houses, two businesses, five locations, and you ain't happy. What am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it, he was intimidated because he wanted to be that guy. He wanted to be that man where my whole world evolved around him. No, I'm a therapist. There's going to be times that I'm going to be connecting with other clients. So, but he would get so mad. He was jealous of that. So sometimes you've got to realize in a marriage, like I said, a, and Paula White said it best, a relationship is healthy but I can be me, you can be you, we can be us. I can grow, you can grow, we can grow. Sometimes it started on false pretense and you're not growing together. And that's a problem. Now, when it talks mm-hmm. about your expectations, expectation plays a central role in disappointment and the resulting in stress. you got to evaluate what you expect. I have to go back and say, I- you know what? What am I asking this man to do for me? What is my expectations of him? Am I really disappointed in him or am I disappointed in myself for allowing him to come into my life and be a part of my life knowing that he may not be able to do this? But sometimes people will give you the fake them. They're afraid to give them the real you or who they are. I went through that again in another relationship with someone that I had known before I even met my last husband, he did the same thing. 
but he's got this drive and this motivation. But then I heard him say um, something like, you don't And it's not that. Sometimes people don't know your expectations unless you ask or unless you tell them, you know. And see, me, I'm the type of person, I do not like being told no. I'm not saying everybody got to do what I tell them or ask them or I'm bossy or demanding. But by that same token, if I if I ask you to do something, it's because I really need you to do it. And if mm-hmm. you don't do it, I'll do it myself. I'll find somebody. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you do that as being disrespectful. But that's all I know. That's all I know. Meaning I'm going to get it done some kind of way. So I will shift it, and I just won't ask the person to do nothing for me no more. I'll just find another way to get around it. But I shouldn't think like that because they probably just couldn't do it at this time, which leads mm-hmm. to you got to redirect your thinking. Everybody don't know what's in your head or what you're thinking. And this one is really huge, Nunu. Got to communicate more effectively. That part. Many times we become disappointed because we didn't communicate it effectively. Or a person to say something and say, oh, I was just joking. No, you wasn't joking. You wanted to say you mm-hmm. were joking after you saw how I reacted and responded to what was said. Mm-hmm. you got to recognize mm-hmm. that sometimes we have very little control over other people. However, very true. you have influence. Now, people know I respect them. And I demand respect in return. I'm not going to be with nobody that's going to be disrespectful towards me. Now, mm-hmm. when we start talking about disappointment, it can reduce or can be reduced or eliminated by better communication. Sometimes we've got to learn how to listen more to what others are usually saying and, when necessary, reinstate what you're So are you telling me or am I saying, am I, is this what I'm hearing you say? And we also got to understand that we take everything personal. Sometimes we become very disappointed in people, but it's because of our own insecurity, of our own mm-hmm. stuff we going on. And we can't blame that on nobody else. We got to be careful not to protect mm-hmm. our stuff from other people. Absolutely. You know, um I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was listening to what you were saying. No, I was just going to say um, another thing is with my husband and I, We, um, I was a single mom when I met my husband. I know how to survive with or without a man. And mm-hmm. I know and I still do. If my husband cannot do something, I'm going to do it. Um, and that's a, a problem with him because he feels that I need to stay in a woman's place, not that I'm trying to over overtake anything or, or be the man of the house or anything like that, but I just, when things need to get done, you know, don't BS around, just let's get it done. Let's get on it. Um, yes, sometimes I can be a procrastinator, and I'm trying to get out of that um get out of that way of being. So when I um, 
my husband, he wants me to, um, he always tries to bring up the Bible. That's the only time he brings up the Bible is when he says a woman should submit to her husband. You know, if he doesn't want me to do something, I should listen and not do it. Well, he's taken that scripture out of context. Out of context. You're right. You're right. Because that's not what that scripture is talking about. Exactly. Exactly. You know, the man, God created the woman as a helpmate, not Mm -hmm. as a slave, not Mm -hmm. as somebody that you tell what to do and that kind of a thing. And he got that from his father. But Mm -hmm. no, that's not what the Bible is talking about. So when I, not that I, um, try to put him in his place, but when I show him, he doesn't receive it. And so that's another issue. But a lot of this, I really believe, has to do with, you know, his immaturity, his age. Um, I think that um, had he, well, it can go both ways. There's immature men and women, of course, there is. But I just see that, um, you know, his idea of a marriage is um, a little different from mine. And we're now going to be 12 years um, in March. And um, the things that I see that I don't like, the things that he sees that he doesn't like, but in the at the end of the day, he, I mean, he has my back. I have his back. I'll do whatever I can to help him. He'll do whatever he can to help me. Right now, I'm two weeks now into this cast, um, and he's doing a lot around the house and going to work. He took off the whole week to be with me my first week. You know, he, it's like he tries sometimes, and then he resorts back to being that other person again. But the bottom line is I just want him to look at things differently. And he wants me to look at things differently. And I get that, but um, I don't drink. I don't smoke. Well, he likes to. Mm -hmm. And um, I told him, you know, just don't do it around us, me and my kids. He respects that. Let me say this, Nunu. Um, I said earlier, communicate, compromise, have compassion. Like I said to you earlier mm-hmm. when I was talking today, there's a lot of things that I, I'm hearing, a lot of things we never even talked about. Mm-hmm. But our childhood is our blueprint for life. Yeah. Like I told you earlier, I remember your mama and I remember your daddy. And you saw that. As a child, yes. and even when your mom passed, you saw your daddy trying to do his best, and he tried mm-hmm. to do his best. It may not been up to everybody's expectations, but he mm-hmm. did the best he could with what he had. Now, mm-hmm. when we talk about addiction, I don't drink and I don't smoke, and I don't like it around mm-hmm. me. I really don't. I own a rehab. Why would I want somebody? And, and, and I own a rehab. That don't make no sense. But I can't mm-hmm. judge another person. I have to try to get to the underlying root of where their pain may be coming from 
and how that may impact my life, not my image. I give a flying fruit about what other people think about me, but it's how mm-hmm. it's impacting me. Now, I don't like to argue. And what I don't like if a person is under the influence of alcohol and they're caught up in their feelings and they want to make me responsible for how they feel. That's where I got mm-hmm. a problem. Now, you mm-hmm. know my mother seemed like she was hard, but Jean was very oh, yeah. emotionally sensitive. Jean was very sensitive. And she would attack you mm-hmm. before you attack her. And that was part of her defense. <laughs> oh, yeah, Jean mm-hmm. was very sensitive. That's why yeah. she hurt you. You know, but by that same token, we all bring in what we know from what we saw. Now, you're not going to be able to tell him what to do, what not to do. And one of the things that I wanted to say is growing up, we're survivors because we survive a lot. Yes, all that on that corner. (laughs) Wow. My kids have no idea. (laughs) Part of being a survivor we became very defensive and we put up defense mechanisms, which made mm-hmm. trying to love another very difficult because mm. we developed as females masculine energy. And mm-hmm. I remember a guy told me a long time, because I'm going to go back to the maturity. Maturity don't come with age. Because I've met young men that was very mature when they knew what they wanted and dated You're older right. women. Mm-hmm. But by that same token, the same men that was young, I remember I used to tell them, you're too young for me, you're too young for me. But I'll never forget, he told me, I'm 21 now. What you got to say now? I was like, oh, he got some art, you know. But he was the same person that taught me and told me, Jeanette, you don't know how to let a man be a man. I didn't even know what that meant. And I was in my 30s. I hadn't been to my 40s yet, but I was in my 30s. Because I was so used to being independent like my mother. I was so mm-hmm. used to No. I was so busy out grinding and getting an education and doing yes. this and buying my home. And I never had a man mm-hmm. buy me no house. I ain't never had a man buy me no car. I never, and I'm not saying that I expect them to do these things that I've done for myself, but I also mm-hmm. never was a person a chance. Because mm-hmm. I didn't know how. I didn't know how. So, and it wasn't that I was disappointed in them. I just learned recently what disappointment was really about because I just became angry. Now, I want to read something to you, that, and it says, one thing you can be sure of, and we talk about what does the Bible say about disappointment, is that Jesus understands disappointment. He had disciples who betrayed him his enemies. Mm-hmm. He people who didn't understand or believe him. He no. healed people who took him for granted. So if God yeah. went through all of this, disappointment is a part of life. But you don't have to let it mm-hmm. rule life. That's where we get in trouble is we let it rule our life. Now in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, it says For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper Mm -hmm. you and harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. 
and that's in Jeremiah mm-hmm. twenty nine eleven. Now, when you start talking about drugs, alcohol, drinking, all of that stuff, to me, that's a setback. To mm-hmm. me, I ain't gonna get you nowhere in life because mm-hmm. how are you gonna grow if you're under the influence of a controlled substance? Now, exactly. the way we and what we saw growing up made me show mm-hmm. not want to have nothing to do with drugs because we exactly. thought too much. So why would I want to date a man that I know is drunk or high when that's not conducive to my lifestyle? How are we going to grow? Exactly. But by that same token, your husband is going to have to get to the point to where he don't feel like you're trying to tell him what to do and that you're not judging him for what he do. Well, the thing is, um, yes, it does. Yes, it does. And um, he's told me that, um, you know, he drinks to escape reality. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, I just... That an excuse, I, I, that I, that's an excuse. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Because you really cannot escape reality. It is what it is. No. We, we exactly. know about addiction. We know about addiction. And we know about addictive behavior. And we know exactly. what that means. So exactly. So if you tell a person that, they get offended and defensive because they don't want to hear it. Girl, I'm trying to plug this dog on, thing in on Facebook Live, trying to, ooh, lean and get you some gadgets. But, yes, they don't want to hear that. And you don't want to be his mother. You want to be his wife. And that makes a big difference. Because you want to let mm-hmm. him know, I understand. Or even that I, you don't even have to understand. You acknowledge, but you don't condone it. That makes a mm-hmm. difference. Can't, I just can't condone it. Exactly. And um, I've expressed that, and I've um, shared that, and, you know, um, he said, well, weed is accepted in the world, so it, it shouldn't be. A, he doesn't smoke. I don't smoke cigarettes. I don't smoke anything else, you know, and it's not every day. It's just um, when I'm off from work. But this thing, though, Nunu, a person can have what's called a chemical imbalance. Mm-hmm. And when you're influence of a controlled substance, it's still under the influence of a controlled substance. No matter exactly. how you, that would be like me telling a person, you know what? When I'm high, I really love you. When I'm sober, <laughs> can't stand to be around you. That's gonna make that person think. I tell individuals, mm-hmm. you know, even with addiction and addictive behavior, and sometimes we substitute addictions. I tell them resist, mm-hmm. refuse, and be consistent. I'm not gonna tell you what to do but I can't let this impact my life. So it's very important that if you are disappointed in another person's behavior or what they're doing, that you address it. You've got to address it. And I'll tell a person, I may not like what you're doing, but just because I don't like what you're doing doesn't mean that I don't like you. 
there is a difference. Mm-hmm. And so you have to get him to think about it in a way that may make sense to him. He may just like the buzz. He may just like being under the influence. He may just like the high. But you got to let him know, I'm concerned about you. Or what do you think? Or, or you know, and it's a learned behavior. What about our children? Mm-hmm. Drugs and alcohol cause a lot of people to procrastinate in regards to the purpose that God has for them and the plans that God mm-hmm. has for their life because of mm-hmm. a controlled substance. It's not cool. But it's no, important. it's not. Yeah. And I've never, um, it was never my thing. Um, I never cared for it when I was younger, and I, I never and I still don't care for it. I've never was. I've never cared for alcoholic beverages, and there's nothing wrong with that because it's not a sin to drink alcohol. And so, it's just when you abuse it. Um, and yeah, exactly. So I just um, and I've I've told him how I feel about it, and um, he said to me, you know, if I would be more this way with him, maybe. He said he would stop. And, no, um, he cannot stop for you. He cannot, he I, cannot I was, stop for you. He didn't stop I said, you. Um, yeah, you, I said, this is something you got to do for yourself. Mm-hmm. But um, he accused me of not um, being as affectionate <laughs> with him. And it's true. Since we've had our daughter, I... Um, I'm just not um, interested. Um, let me and let me say eight this, years. Let me say this, Nuno. Part of what you're sharing and what you are talking about with the disappointment, meaning it goes, it's going back and forth. It's like projecting. You tell him what you don't like. He tells you what he doesn't like about you. I don't know because you know I'm I'm much older than you. I'm much older than you. And you know I used to always torment my mama. And you know I told you I was the one that wrote that note when I told my, my mama. I wrote a note on the thing and I said your mama look like Nunu. <laughs> I did that. that. That was a compliment for me because I always admired your mom. <laughs> I know. And my mother loved you. And, I loved her too. But you know, uh, if you think about me, Boogie and Angel, you ain't never seen me drinking. You ain't never seen me high. Mm-hmm. You ain't. You yeah. never. You seen that with me? Cause I, I didn't want it. I didn't yeah. like it. Correct. But me never. that came to my life had those habits, and I looked at it as a habit that I don't like. But I didn't let it impact mm-hmm. me. But the thing is, where I'm going with this, Nunu. I'm not sure if you ever addressed your trauma. So when I say trauma, trauma is not considered always a bad thing. But there are some things and there are reasons why people do what they do. There are reasons. And, 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 you know, I'm sorry to cut you off. But you really have me thinking right now when you said that 
um, with the trauma thing, you know, um, and my way of thinking, all I ever want to do is um, seek peace. I never want to have any um, ill feelings towards anyone. I I don't like confrontations. I don't like, um, you know, and if I've ever made anyone feel a certain kind of way, um, you know, I apologize. I, I, I don't want any heart, anything, any differences between me and that person. Um, when I was growing up, you know, I never liked to fight. I had to, but I never liked to fight. Um, I didn't want to be, I hated bullies. And, um, I just, sometimes I feel like I am being bullied in my marriage. And, um, the best way to go about it is to leave, um, to go, um, drive and get my thoughts together and just have a one-on-one with the Lord and, and that kind of way. And, um, we always find a way to come back, make peace, apologize, so forth. However, I, I mean, it's a cycle, you know, it, it, it used to be really bad. I mean, because in the beginning, you're taking a time, you're taking a time out. So a time out is like out of respect for you, me, and our relationship, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to go for this ride. Mm -hmm. I'll be back. When I come back, we can talk about it. See, Mm -hmm. sometimes when I said the trauma and working through the trauma and the peace, your peace got to come from within you got to find peace within yourself. A lot of this of what you're saying is a learned behavior. Yes, Nunu, you've been that way. You tried to be the peacemaker, apologizing, trying to, you know, cover things, clean things. Do You never got a chance to really be Nunu. You never really got that chance. Mm-hmm. Now, for some reason, your mama and daddy's face just keep, like, because you know they never broke up. They would have a little whatever arguments, and your mama would yeah. come to my mama, and your daddy would act fool and do all yeah. But they never really loved each uh-huh. other. That was how they knew how to love each other. It was dysfunctional. Mm. We didn't that know That part right there, that, that's so true. So true. We didn't understand the tension building uh, the 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 uh, the tension, the battering, the honeymoon period. We we didn't under. We, it was normal to us. It was normal. Mm-hmm. Now you're trying to do something different with all that you know. Like I was talking yeah. to you earlier, and I told you, I find peace and make and it's therapeutic when I do this podcast because I'm talking about mm. things that are making sense in regard to my life. And I'm able to help other people be able to process even as I'm doing therapy. I didn't know all of this stuff mm-hmm. going on right up on Grape Avenue. I had no mm-hmm. idea. <laughs> Girl. Who would have thought I would have became a therapist? 
You made it. <laughs> Not everybody can say that, but you did. I was thinking about talking to nobody. I didn't want to hear all that mess. But the thing is, when we start talking about that, we had to get to the root. And I told you earlier today, my root came from I had to accept I was disappointed. I was disappointed in my parents. I was disappointed in the people I dated. I was disappointed in myself. I was, I, well, I even blame mm-hmm. the city of Trump. I was willing to blame everybody, but I had to find my peace. I had to figure out what was going to work for Jeanette and not let people, places, or things upset me and get disappointed. My daughter told me one time, she said, Mom, I do not like going out to dinner with you because every time I go out to dinner with you, you never, they never have what you want. You always piss at somebody. I'm always disappointed. You know, I can go and, I can go and say, I can go to McDonald's and order a Big Mac, and they'll tell me, well, we don't have no Big Macs today. How the hell you ain't got no Big Macs? This is McDonald's. <laughs> 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 that would happen to me. But I want to share some things, and it talks about, you know, not only shift your uh, expectations, redirect your thinking, communicate more effectively. It's important to address your disappointment, but we got to learn how to be kind to ourselves. I was talking to you earlier about defense mechanisms. I told you I use humor. I learned to laugh. I learned to not mm-hmm. get mad. Don't put, get all my expectations, get my hopes all up high, but learn how to laugh and be kind to myself. And one mm-hmm. of the things that I did was I learned to take things as a learning experience. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you go life, think about what am I learning from this? See, this man has taught you some things, too. He may not yes. have lived oh, yes. or hindered, but he taught you some things. So even oh, if yes. he's listening to this show, I don't want him to think you're male bashing or talking that, because you're not talking negative about him. You're trying to find mm-hmm. peace of how we're going to make this work. Yeah. What do we But he'll look do? at it like I am. <laughs> I know he will. I know he would. And that's why I said what I just said, because that's not what you're doing. I would love for him to be on here. Um, And and you know what? He probably would come on. Not a problem. (laughs) Not a problem. (laughs) But you're trying to find a way to find peace to make this work, because that's all you knew, because you're all about family. Yes, I do. I love my family, my neighborhood family, my physical, my family family, my church family, my work family. You know, I'm a lover. I'm not a fighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, like I said, we got to take things as a learning experience because there are ways to bounce back from disappointment. Now, I know I'm taking this show way over the time that we're supposed to be doing it because we just sitting here talking and having a good time talking. <laughs> anybody called me? I'm enjoying it. Yeah, Jeanette, we need to do it at a later time. You need to, I did all of that, and I'm like, okay, really? But you know what? I'm not disappointed in people, but I appreciate you calling in and talking. I appreciate because you, too. normally you're shy. I'm... So natural. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, say anything. I told you it's not, you know, putting nobody up. It's, it's natural. It's straight natural. 
Now, I want to give the listeners, and this is coming from Psychology Today, and it talks about eight ways to bounce back after disappointment. Because sometimes when people are disappointed, they feel like life is over, or they feel like they're a failure, or they feel like, you know, some people slip into depression. You don't have to do all of that. Because failure and disappointment are inevitable parts of life, yet difficult and challenging to deal with. We all face moments when we don't achieve our goals despite our best efforts. And like you said, sometimes we go into things and we're like, what the hell I do that for? I know I knew better. And we may not find our dream job, and sometimes we may not find our soulmate. Sometimes it's like, what the heck was I thinking? Now, it may (laughs) be too late sometimes for individuals to have more children or the house with the ocean views. I was telling Jerome today, I said, because I got to get my fence fixed. I was like, you know what? I'm still going to buy me another house. I'm still going to. I had my dream home before, but I'm going to get another one. You know, I done had mm-hmm. my job that I wanted. I enjoy what I'm doing now. I'm finally sitting at home, and I'm like, you know what? Can't ask for nothing no better than this. But the thing mm-hmm. is, even with relationships, some relationships may end. Friendships may end. People may betray us. Sometimes we feel that we worked hard and we may not got what we deserved. But there are ways to bounce back. And this is the first thing they say. Face the truth of the situation. When you acknowledge the truth, you're not so disappointed. You have a better understanding. All right, Paul, Paul Joseph, I see you watching. You called in earlier. You can see, I don't even think you can call in now. But the thing is, we got to face the truth of the situation. Denying something is not going to help you. If what happened hurt you or you know you could, just admit it. There is nothing wrong with admitting something. That's maturity. What do you think about that, Nunu, to face the truth of the situation? Because a lot of times people like to hide behind things, point fingers, blame other people, talk about you disappointed me, you did this to me. No, no. Face the truth situation you know i totally agree with that because um there's healing in facing the truth of the situation mm-hmm. you're able to accept the truth and um you allow yourself to um release those feelings um that's causing you to be overwhelmed in sadness or depression mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be I feel like um, just coming on here tonight has just helped me release so much because I don't have this. Um, yes, I have a church family. Um, yes, I have family. However, some things they have no clue, and they have no clue what goes on in my house um, because I don't want to share. I choose mm-hmm. not to share. Um, sometimes you have to be careful with who you share with because you don't want things to get worse in your house and family members may want to come in your house and try to correct things in your house and you don't want to let the outside come in and uh, make matters worse. So um, I feel like um, I've learned so much um, today talking with you and um, understanding you know, emotions and feelings and how to um, 
come back from um, things that will take you down. Um, mm-hmm. Just in this short period, um, and I n- need to know so much more. I want to be a better person. I want to be a stronger person, a wiser person. I don't want to make the same mistakes at 45. I want to grow. I want to do better. Um, I want to live healthier. You know, despite all the negatives I've been through, um, I'm very grateful to God. I have no health issues. I don't take medication. I don't, I'm a little overweight, yeah, but. It didn't cause anything, diabetes or heart issues or anything. I mean, I just uh, tore my Achilles tendon, and I was so shocked. I've never broken a bone in my body. I've never had any ailments. Um, I've only been in the hospital to have my kids. Uh Health-wise, I thank God I don't have any issues. Um, However, I still, um, you know, I will allow myself at times to just focus on the negative, the thing that is not making me happy. And I Mm -hmm. overcome that with prayer, scripture, and just um, music. Music, that's my escape music, preferably um, gospel music. When I woke up to your text this morning and I said, this too shall pass, and sometimes yes. we can work ourselves into an early grave. I retired oh. the first at 33. I get a retirement check for the rest of my life. I, had I, had a, I, I didn't even want the surgery, but I couldn't even lift my leg. I'm sitting here now with a heart monitor on my chest where they said I had a mini stroke earlier this month, and I didn't even realize I had a stroke. Didn't even know. I'm, talk, I'm doing mm-hmm. a Zoom talking to a financial planner about trying to take care of some finances and investments. And I told that man, I said, my tongue feel funny. My lip feel funny. My, girl, my blood pressure 225 over 103. Girl, I had to go. Wow. Girl, he said I had to, I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> but you know what? I'm glad I don't look yeah. like what I've been through. But the second yes. thing is you got to allow yourself to mourn loss. But that don't mean that you yes. got to give up. you got to allow yourself. Now, the gap between how you wanted things to turn out and how they actually led to the sadness and regret, you got to roll with it. When I was talking about mm-hmm. Byron earlier, and people remember me dating Byron in middle school and high school, and I remember mm-hmm. telling Byron that, you know, I, I got the house remodeled and, I'm going to meet up with you in September. And I was going to even give him the wedding ring back because he had talked about how much money he spent on my rings. And here I'm going to meet up mm-hmm. with you by mid-September. Nunu, when I, the other day I was going through text messages, that was the last text message I sent to him. He never responded. And by mid-September, when I was supposed to meet up with him to give him the paperwork and go over to the, for the man died. I'm like, Really? Wow. You need to die. Get on that and die. Wow. But the thing is, wow. you've got to allow yourself to mourn. He felt like, you all I got. You're my little mama. You did. You. He thought I was gone forever. Mm-hmm. You know, that don't mean I just, I'm just filing for a divorce. I ain't trying to be gone forever. 
We can be friends, but to him, mm-hmm. he wanted more, or he expected more, and he was disappointed in me, just like I was disappointed in him. But that doesn't mean mm-hmm. that we got to lose sight of who we are as a person. The next one, it says, don't get stuck feeling like a victim. When you're disappointed mm-hmm. in don't get stuck feeling like a victim because that's not going to help you. Whether your situation, whatever your situation, you always have choices and skills to deal with. Think about other situations you've coped with successfully and how you might apply the same skills to the situation. That's why when you were telling me about what you was going through and I said, this too shall pass, and I'm still around. Mm-hmm. I feel Praise God. Things like, how am I going to get through this? You got to trust God with the outcome. Amen. And mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And um, he's brought me this far. He didn't bring me this far to leave me. And so I feel like every morning I wake up, I say, thank you, Lord, for another day to get it right. I'm I'm telling myself that he gave me another day to get it right. What I didn't get right yesterday, he gave me today to get it right. And if you wake me up tomorrow, you know, I'm I'm grateful again. Mm-hmm. Um, I, um, I have my little pity parties at times, but they don't last long. And, um, I try to, um, put my focus on what makes me happy. And that is the Lord, um, reading his word, uh, singing my kids. That's my happiness. Um, I try to focus on my happiness, what I do my at work, helping patients, cancer patients, working with the cancer patients. You know, those are my rewards, just a mm-hmm. smile. That just makes my day when someone smiles at me. Um, when someone is, when I hear somebody's doing good, you know, it makes mm-hmm. my heart happy. I, mm-hmm. I love hearing good things about other people, and um, that's all I want. Mm-hmm. And the next one is check if your expectations are realistic. Sometimes we get disappointed put things on people that's too much. What we we got to know the difference between what's realistic and what's unrealistic. We got to learn how to be kind to ourselves. It don't work out. Amen. It may be because you didn't do anything wrong. You may be turned down for a job. Some people may reject you in the relationship. Some people may not be who you thought they were. But that doesn't mean life got to end. And look mm-hmm. I was going to say, I'm so sorry I keep interrupting you, but, you know, when my husband, um, you know, I would tell him, uh, why do you drink? Your mother was an alcoholic. Your father was an alcoholic. Your, hus- your fa- stepfather was an alcoholic. And um, had that recent... His dad passed in December, the year before 2021. His mom passed um, September 2022. And um, I, I said, do you want that to be you? I'm, you know, and he, he gets all upset and um, get get on the defense. Are you talking about my parents? And no, it's just, do you want that for yourself, that life that they lived? Um, but this, with the is the thing. this is the thing. You and I 
and I did things differently. We know about addiction. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to do differently. Mm-hmm. But addiction is also in, um, hereditary. He drinks because that's what he yeah. does. He drinks because that's his coping mechanism. So when they hear it from what they call a normie, they feel judged. And I had to realize not that he wants to do it. He hasn't found any resources and tools to use despite of. Now, which goes to the next one? you got to be willing to try a different approach. If something yeah. you want to try something different. So when you bring up his parents, it becomes defensive. It's like you're judging his parents to him. But I hear mm-hmm. what you're saying. The way we grew up. Of what you saw. I told him. I, he he knows. Both my parents did drugs. He knows, you know. And um, I used to be ashamed, but not anymore, because I want him to know that, you know what, you have no idea the childhood I can When he hears things, oh, my goodness, really? It's hard for him to believe that. People I work with would have no I, no clue. I, I, li- I grew up in the neighborhood I grew up in and what I was involved in. Um, I, I, and I constantly tell him, you know, I'm nobody. I'm not one to judge you. You know, I'm not one to um, point out your wrongs. You know, I just am here to help you. Um, I used to say, if you wanted to, you could really do it. So, you that's know, not, but that's I don't want them to see this. Exactly. I had to stop that because that wasn't going to, that wasn't helping the situation, mm-hmm. you know. And and, and I see it as a sickness. I had to understand that that's a sickness. Mm-hmm. How can I get out of that sickness? You have to acknowledge it as a sickness. But this is the thing, and I know we ran all out of time, and I really like the way this dialogue is going, but you also got to find your grit. Meaning when you are disappointed, you got to get to the root of where it's really coming from. And the thing is sometimes that can be a challenge, but you got to learn how to flip it. Don't be so hard on yourself. Turn your disappointments into opportunities. Don't run. Some things we got to give it to God. And sometimes we got to take time to heal. we got yeah. to heal from those emotions that we're struggling with. Okay? Nunu, any yeah. before we end? Girl, I'm going to mess around the battery going dead on this phone. But any <laughs> questions tonight? <laughs> <laughs> um, I enjoy being a guest. And you can click on the link anytime <laughs> to the show. You can show it to your husband. Let your husband listen to it. If he got Facebook... He can go to my Facebook because I do got it on Facebook Live. But the thing oh, is, no. these are some of the topics that I talk about a variety of different topics. Because my thing this is, is I try to empower, to educate, provide resources, and encourage. That's why I take the time I out of my day to do what I do. Appreciate it. And hopefully one of these days he can join me and, you know, share what he wants to share. Um but this is really, really good. This is what I need. I've never done this before. So um, I'm I'm willing to um, try something new to, um, you know, make myself better all around. Yes, hey, 
got to start with a, with a positive attitude. If you want something Fresh different, stuff. you got to do something different. So I want to thank you for joining mm-hmm. me, Nunu, and thank you for listening out there here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Now, on Monday, show is at 12 o'clock, and I'm going to be talking about living your best life, where I'm going to be having individuals mm-hmm. that are in their 70s. You know, we got individuals dying in their 20s, their 30s, their 40s, their 50s, and we still got individuals that are seasoned and mature in their 70s and their 80s and are still amongst the living. Even though Barbara Walker wow. just 80-something plus, you know, they lived a full life. How can we yeah. and what can we learn from individuals? So one of these always say, keep living. Even though I've got this heart monitor mm-hmm. on, I'm going to keep living. So yes. we're going to talk about these things of how we can do things better so that we can live longer. So mm-hmm. tune in next Monday, which is January 9th at Percy Predicaments at 12 p.m. And thank you, Nunu, and I will chit-chat with you later, okay? Okay. Take care. Thank you again. All right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.